Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, GB. This is the Sports Counterpoints podcast. Family members discussing sports for y'all instead of just to ourselves like we do in the group chat or at, at Brian's house during the Super Bowl, start of football season, March Madness, and any other weekend we can. Uh, as I said, I'm your host, Glenn, or GB. Uh, on the other lines, if you will, as always, Brian and Jay Coop. What's up, fellas? What's up? What's going on? Man, welcome back. Welcome back. So uh, this is our fourth episode, I believe. Um, what is this, third? Third. 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 Sorry. Yeah, it's our third. Yeah, been a, been we'll a, get there. We're getting excited already. Yeah, long weekend <laughs> we'll in get Vegas. There. So, uh, yeah, we got that going. So today's episode, we'll be talking about Kyrie Irving's comments in regards to re-signing with the Celts. We'll be talking about LeBron James' comments in regards to uh, his new teammate, Brandon Ingram. We will talk about something that just happened, Drew Brees passing a couple of records in the Monday night game, as well as should college athletes be paid um, for their efforts. So first topic, Kyrie Irving's recent comments about re-signing with his current team, the Boston Celtics. Um, you guys can decide who can kick it off. Uh, B, you go ahead. Well, all right, I'll start off by saying, great. I mean, we talked a little bit about this last week and or a couple weeks ago, and we were both kind of you know skeptical of what was going on with uh, the Minnesota situation, and we thought Kyrie might have some influence on that because of his friendship. You know, it doesn't sound or look like there's any room for anybody else on the Celtics. Um, Kyrie has come out and said that he's planning on staying there. He even did it in a pretty classy way, which was making the announcement and saying, you know, if you guys will have me. Um, and, and then even went a step further and apologized for saying the world is flat, which he really needed to do. Uh, so, you know, whatever. Congratulations to him. The Celtics have a great team. You know, obviously there's been some chemistry that's been formed over the offseason. Uh, I actually think that it, it should be pretty exciting to watch them this year. Uh, I think getting that kind of monkey off the back, if you will, um, of having to worry about what Kyrie may do next season will be great for the whole team, team chemistry, and their ability to make a real run um, at a championship this year against uh, the Warriors. So from my point of view, not much to say. Then congrats to him for getting that sorted out, uh, finding a home, having a, the organization accept him, and to the Celtics to, for finding a uh, an athlete who was genuinely excited to go there um, and, and be part of what they're doing. It's been a while, really, since that's happened. Uh, the Gordon Hayward one, I, I discount for a couple different reasons, but um, getting Kyrie to say that he's going to stay there is a big deal for the Celtics. Yeah, it's funny. The first, uh, when I heard him uh, make that announcement, it, this is probably wrong to say, but the first thing I thought, oh, he must be uh, planning on getting hurt again so he can lock in this guaranteed contract money to make sure he still gets paid while he's hurt. But from a basketball uh, perspective, I think it's a good move for him. I think uh, Brad Stevens is probably one of the top two, maybe three coaches in the league, maybe the top one, maybe the top coach in the league. Um, he gets a lot out of his players, and I think uh, Kyrie will benefit uh, with playing playing for uh, for Brad Stevens. Uh, it does definitely make the uh, the Celtics more interesting because when Kyrie was out, it seemed like Jason Tatum took a step up last year and Jalen Brown started to probably get a little bit better than he did his rookie year, than he was his rookie year. Um, so when Kyrie 
back in the mix and Gordon Hayward back in the mix, uh, it would definitely make a, a very make them a very interesting interesting team. But it's a good decision by Kyrie as a, from a basketball perspective because it looks like the Celtics are on the rise. Uh, championship contender definitely coming out of the East. Not saying they will beat the Warriors next year, but they'll definitely uh, be in the mix to actually go to the champion to the championship round. So good for Kyrie. start the show full agreement between both parties okay uh, yeah do y'all have any other any other thoughts on it or um can we kind of not really man it's it's that's one of the, it's rare so you need to take it and run <laughs> <laughs> yeah clearly that these guys actually agree 100 percent on something so that's cool so shots out to Kyrie. we'll kind of see i'm always you know skeptical i mean it's it's cool to to say resign but in result i've seen danny ainge trade players who I thought were untradeable, so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah. yeah, cool for Kyrie and cool for that young that young team. They should they could end up being the beast of the East for a while. Yeah, I also like to add though that not this upcoming year, but next year, I think it's a real possibility that the Lakers and the Celtics could meet in the championship, which will, which would be fun as well. So hoping that happens. Only fun if the Lakers win, and I don't care. If well, that's true too. Biased. Right. This is that's this is true. our show. I guess to say what I want. <laughs> So uh, that's a good, actually, a good segue. Lakers, Celtics, um, shifting from Kyrie and the Celtics to Kyrie's former teammate and his new team, LeBron James and Los Angeles Lakers. Preseason's underway. Uh, NBA season starts next week, and LeBron has been, you know, he's he's been LeBron. He's been nothing but but smiles and positive thoughts and um, giving great feedback on his fellow teammates, is the new young cats, and he specifically was saying how. Um, Brandon Ingram has a, it's a very special player and has you know a lot of upside. So, kind of, what are your guys' thoughts on LeBron's take on Ingram? You know, do you think he's right? And you know, where where do you see see them going as teammates? I'll, I'll start this one. Um, I like Brandon Ingram. I would like to see a more consistency out of him this year and a little more dog in him this year. He definitely has skills to be a B plus player in the NBA. I believe. Uh, hopefully playing with LeBron um, will bring out the best in his game, uh, knowing that he will play in more meaningful games, actually a meaningful game this year. He hasn't played in too many meaningful games his career so far. So now the games will be meaningful. They'll be on national TV, so he'll get a lot of praise. But when he plays bad, I'm sure he'll get a lot of criticism as well. Um, but so when I first heard LeBron's comments, um, I was happy that – it was two ways. First of all, I was happy with what he was saying about Brandon Ingram because I think he probably looks at Ingram as, Ingram as somebody, you know, who can, you know, be a special player and can help the uh, Lakers, you know, on a championship run. Maybe not today, but in the near future. But then I also thought, you know, LeBron has a history of not wanting to play with younger players. Um, so maybe he was trying to boost his trade value to get a veteran. I don't know. Uh, that remains to be seen. But I did hear him make a comment saying about Lonzo, how Lonzo would boost the second unit, which is a good comment because I personally don't want Lonzo starting. So, and I don't think he helps LeBron out because he can't shoot. So, um, the feedback that uh, I heard about uh, Brandon Ingram from LeBron, I mean, I like it, but, you know, it remains to be seen, you know, how they play together uh, when the, once the season begins. You, you did an amazing job with some low-key snaps at uh, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and even LeBron. I, I, I got to give you kudos for that. You had to be listening pretty carefully to hear 
what you basically said, which is LeBron has no interest in playing with young guys. That means Brandon Ingram uh, might be might become trade bait. He's, <laughs> he said that he can be a B plus player after LeBron said he's a very special talent. I don't know how very special talent equates to B plus player, but uh, hey, you know, credit to you. You did all of that with a smile, basically. <laughs> um, so let me say this. So. Uh, I've always been a Brandon Ingram fan. Uh, I, I, I do think that he is a very special talent. Um, whether his very special talent equates into an all-star or elite caliber, caliber player, it remains to be seen. Um, I think he can do it. I think that he's put in the effort in the offseason. The one thing that you constantly hear about or see when you're walking around Los Angeles, read you know the, the, the various articles, hear about what's going on on the UCLA campus, um, when they where they start playing their pickup games is that these young guys are working their butts off, um, and that a lot of that is being a lot of that credit has been given to Ingram. Ingram's very slight in the frame, and all you hear about is how much he's working out and how he's trying really hard to gain 20 pounds. Uh, some people just have that uh, I, I'll, I'll joke and say GB like uh, uh, metabolism, where you can you can eat a whole lot, and don't really do much to you. But um, anyways. Yeah, the the, um, so I think Brandon Ingram is is a a very special talent. Like LeBron says, I think what LeBron was doing there had nothing to do with anything else than trying to get the most out of his wing soon to be wingman. Right. And if you look at the starting lineup, the wingman to LeBron is Ingram. Ingram Mm -hmm. can play all the different positions on the court. Uh, He's tall. He all. So played point starting point guard last uh, last week in the preseason game, which he did in the regular season games last year. Uh, he can play he can play defense. We saw if you watched the last what minute of the last game, where he was an absolute dog waiting for his bone to get that ball out of bounds. That was impressive. He's shown that he can do it on both sides of the court. Uh, I'm really looking forward to see what he can do running the break with a guy like LeBron and the other players. Kuzma and, and and Rondo are certainly going to be that second team. Uh, you know, and, and we focused on the comments he made about Ingram, but he did go down the list, right? He talked about how Rondo is one of the smartest players he's ever seen. Uh, and Stevenson is a dog who will go through a brick wall for you. He talked about how Rondo um, has the ability to become uh, uh, one of the special players in the league as well. And he says Kuzma was the steal of the draft. Um, that one people would agree with so you know when you get to that point um lebron clearly likes this team more so than uh other teams that he may or may not have he's had before and he's tried to ship out the andrew wiggins of the world clearly didn't have as much faith in them i'm excited about what i think this team can do as everyone knows i'm not one of the people who think lebron is the greatest thing since sliced bread i think he um, is amongst the best players in the league right now. I think he's going to go down as one of the most, one of the best players that uh, has ever played the game. But I have never been one of those people who believe that LeBron by himself is uh, means a championship is coming. He's never done that before, in my opinion. So, you know, when you hear me talk about the Lakers' talent, it's almost always talking about these young guys who I've always been uh, very in favor of. I really wanted to see Randall stick, stick around. Um, I'm even excited to see what he does. That. And yeah, and, and quite honestly, 
I think that Randall would have been the the dog who had gone through a wall more so than Lance Stevenson or some of these other guys that we got with the money that was saved. But anyways, um, exciting exciting times. The preseason stuff has been hit and miss. Uh, when LeBron plays, he facilitates. The team looks good. When LeBron sits, they look like the same team they had last year. That doesn't bode well for trying to keep LeBron's minutes in check and make a make a playoff run because you know if they're going to lose, um, in, I doubt you're going to see LeBron playing you know 46 minutes a game or, uh, and all that kind of stuff to to end up as a eighth or ninth seed or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I don't so we'll see what happens. Right, well, exactly. Well, well, you know, and also LeBron doesn't practice during the regular season as well, so I don't expect. Uh, the come out games, I mean, first couple months of the season to be, you know, fluid. I, I would expect an adjustment period with all the with all the new players and everything and how Luke Walton manages minutes and everything. That's also going to be interesting to see. But I noticed you made a comment earlier that said LeBron by himself doesn't mean a championship, which is nope. true. Nobody can do it by themselves. I mean, Michael Jordan never made it out of the first round of playoffs without Scottie Pippen. So no argument for me help. on that one, man. Yeah, I just we, There's a whole bunch of people who are listening to this, to this right now who, and we've talked to him and been in the same room as some of these people who think that LeBron James equals championship oh, plus, four, no. plus any four other players. And I'm just oh, making no. it clear that I am no. not one of those people. When I say right. I'm excited about this team, I'm talking yeah. about the other players. Um, yeah. Everyone on the team, probably other than uh, Lonzo Ball. Yeah, you know, I've heard people on television say this is probably – uh, the scope, but I've heard people on television think that LeBron actually went to a worse team. Now he should have just stayed in Cleveland, and he would have been with a better team. I think that's a bunch of BS. About the I team. think the talent on the Lakers, the, t- the talent on the Lakers is. I mean, to play with uh, what uh, Kyle Korver and J.R. Smith and just all them other players. I, I don't even Jose Calderon. I don't even know the rest of the players on the team. Tristan Thompson, and yeah, Jose Calderon. Yeah, he's hey, I like hard. Clarkson and I like Lance. I think both of those those guys are players. Kyle Korver is definitely a knockdown shooter. J.R. Smith is J.R. Smith. I'm not, but and 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 Kevin Love is still an outstanding player. I think what happens in Cleveland this year is that you see the Kevin Love of the Minnesota Times, and that guy was pretty darn good. I mean, he averaged a double double, led the league in offensive yeah. rebounding. Uh, so I think yeah. that he gets an opportunity. But um, I think the potential. Right. The Cleveland is what it's going to be. It's not going to get much better. Minus Clarkson or Lance breaking out. I don't I don't think either of them are superstars. Um, But I do think that uh, Ingram has the ability. I'm not saying he's going to become one, but he has the ability to become a superstar talent. Um, Some people really like Lonzo Ball. I am not one of them, but people say he has the ability to become uh, a, a all-star type player. I, I can't even bring the words out of my mouth to say he'll be a superstar. You can't, you can't shoot. No, he, with this team? No, he will. I think he has some potential, though, because he likes to facilitate, and you have plenty of people around you to facilitate and get the ball to. Can he facilitate himself a jump shot? Don't shoot. Get, tw- get 20 times a game. I'll take I, I wish he wouldn't. Trust me. My eyes can't take much Rondo, of it. Rondo, didn't Rondo have like 19 assists in a play? In Ron, one of the Ron, Rondo can't shoot. Ronald yeah. can't shoot. He's been working on his jump. Um, and, yeah. But into Lonzo Ball's credit, one of the things that I have been reading and hearing a lot about him is that he has worked on tweaking is the term that they use, mm-hmm. uh, his jump shot to try and make it more reliable. But until he until he gets that, that humble pie and realizes it needs an overhaul, you know, him, I, whether or not, who would, who do you, who would you rather have a, a, a 
the last second shot, Lonzo Ball or Sean Marion? Because quite honestly, their shots are equally ugly. Uh, uh, I'll take Sean Marion. Yeah, I'll, see? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take Sean Marion. And Sean Marion. Go ahead. Yeah, no, sorry. That's bad, too. We won't be no, I'm just saying. We, we yeah, right, shoot yeah. the last shot. Yeah, but, but you know, for the record. But he I did. Hope, for the record, I hope Lonzo is great. I mean, well, good, because he won't be great. And I hope Brandon Ingram is great. I do hope all these guys are great. But the same, and I know you were always a big Jordan Clarkson fan. I wasn't, so I was ha- kind of happy he was gone. But I do agree with you. I wish they would have kept Randall because Randall yeah. is a dog. He gets after it. He really does. I'm Absolutely. Kind of mad he let that go. And so, um, the second half of that season when he was playing pissed off last year he was, was playing well. just awesome. Yeah. Watch. Yeah, he was hooping. Right. He yeah. was hooping. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. I'm excited. This, um, I mean, it's kind of a spinoff question, but, you know, you talked about Cleveland having a better team. He should have stayed in Cleveland versus L.A. Like, how much of his decision do you think, and this is obviously personal speculation, is based off basketball? I mean, to me, it feels like it's Wagner well, 50-50 well, basketball and entertainment. Let me take this one first. Yeah, go ahead. So I have, I have long since said that the reason why Magic gets no credit for the LeBron decision and bringing LeBron here is because I don't believe very much of it had anything to do with the, the Lakers or Lakers in the right place. They have people who's not, whose names are not Cubchak or Buss. And ultimately LeBron made a business decision. He's got a lot going on out here. He's already got, I mean, he's even already increased his profile since he's been here talking about doing a daily show now and um he's got a, he's got a lot going on not to mention his kid is now playing ball out here his family's settled out here in the the summers already this was it makes more sense for family it makes more sense for business it made more sense for life and by the way he gets to play for a franchise that um has the resources the history uh, and the fan base to to be great right so all of those pieces came together if if the Lakers, you know, if this, if all of these pieces, same key pieces came together in like Utah, um, he'd probably still be in Cleveland. Mm. Yeah. Um, now, for the record, I don't think Cleveland is better than uh, <laughs> than the Lakers. That team. I, I do. I do agree with uh, Brian though that you know Kevin Love will put up numbers. I don't think they'll be as good as he was in Minnesota because personally, I think he's lost a lot of athleticism and he gets hurt a lot. So I don't think he'll be that beast that he was. But he will put up numbers uh, in Cleveland. As far as LeBron, I think it's 50 and 50. I think if the Lakers weren't in L.A. and it was the Clippers, I'm not sure if he would actually come to L.A. Because LeBron can make money regardless. But I actually I'll kind of make it 60-40. And this is why. 60 for business, 40 for the Lakers. Because LeBron has these business ventures. And he was working on them a year while he was in Cleveland. A year before he even came to L.A. So our, but you notice none of them came to fruition until after the end of the season. Right. 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 When did when did the barber shop start? Right. All these right. all of these things got got made made you were planned and put into order. Exactly. But none of them started until after the season when he right. already knew he was going to L.A. He, right. He already knew. But the thing is, though, these things, productions and, and, and TV shows, all that stuff doesn't happen overnight. Those things take weeks and months to plan. And then when he gets out here, those things came to fruition. So that's why I think it was more 60% business because you have to be working on these things already. So when you get out here, they're already in place. He already had meetings set up with executives and movie people and stuff like that. You just don't do that overnight. It takes time to, to book meetings with these people. So, so I'm with you. I, I think 60% business and 40% basketball. 80-20 for me. 
he facilitated the late he facilitated the Lakers trade to make sure that when he got here that they already had some cap space ready for him. I mean, which was awesome. This was, he knew he knew what was going on in the middle of last season. He just didn't yep. tell anybody. Yep, exactly. Anyways. Yeah, yep. I, I, uh, I would agree. I mean, I, I always felt like it's 50-50 just because, you know, you still get to hoop. They do have a nice young core. He signed for four years. He's going to be out for it for a little while, possibly twilight of his career unless he, you know, just continues to surge um, and play with these he young guys, it. watch these guys get better. And also be in L.A., getting to the money, having access to, you know, everyone he's probably ever wanted to access, being able to do shows yep. and, you know, movies and everything in the off season. watch his son. It's like the perfect marriage. Plus, you get to live in L.A. as a rich person, and I would love that. Never. So you, <laughs> no one – he, I mean, he gets a lot of credit, even from me, for making that deal, which is a three-year with a one-year option. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, he's going to play all four of those years, whether or not he resigns and then does the, the one-and-ones again, because his son will be a junior at one of these major schools around those times when that first three years is up. So the Lakers got him for four years. Um, that's, that's all you could possibly ask for. And there's already been, you know, everyone's already talking about how, uh, Bronny could be a one and done. He's going to make sure he's playing on a team that allows for them to play together. Yeah. I'm sure the Lakers could make that happen. I was going to say, yeah, that, that would be cool, man. Just honestly, I'm just, as a Laker fan, personally excited just to be relevant again and to get some national games. Like we were relevant because we drafted Lonzo and that's cool. And, you know, shout out to him or whatever, but. I like now interesting play some yeah interesting and like I can actually watch these games and will want to watch these games yeah uh, the other thing I don't see think, I, uh, one second sorry, one thing I don't think LeBron gets enough credit for I haven't heard a word from LeVar Ball so I would just like that <laughs> to be out there and I do appreciate that also you know that should have been a topic on this for tonight too because what the Lakers have done and how much they had to pay him to get him to shut up is has to be a hefty sum Right. So at some point in time, we're going to find out that he's this has a special contract for janitorial services <laughs> um, or something where he's getting paid a million dollars a year because his silence is golden. Yeah, um, yeah no, for sure. Uh, anyways, LeVar, yeah, LeVar Ball not talking is 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 nice. You, you mentioned, Glenn, about them being relevant. You, you were excited about that. I, I really wish and hope that the Lakers can be relevant again because they're contenders, not because of the personalities um, mm-hmm. that they have, you know, yeah, the LeVar balls, Alonzo balls. And, I agree. and I'm hoping that LeBron um, as talented as he is uh, can, can make the, the team relevant, not just because of the hype um, and the hope, but the, the reality and the possibility that we could actually bring another championship back. Um, that would be, yeah, if you, if you want me to wear a LeBron Jersey, you know, when we get that second ring, then, uh, then, then, then I'll buy one, wear one and uh, wear the first Jersey I've ever worn in my life. No, time, so yeah, no, I, I, Oh, good. We'll hold you to it. I, I agree with that. And I'm, I'm <laughs> that relevant. Yeah. Cause we, we had relevance for personalities and Lonzo and LeVar and all yeah. that and a young team, but you know, we weren't winning games until we shouldn't have won games at the end of the year. So, you know, that I'm hoping now it's more contention. I'm not – I'm one of those people that I'm kind of like a – not kind of. I'm a show-me person, so I don't yep. expect year one Lakers come out the gate. If we do, oh, I, I'm a Laker fan. I'm going to be repping regardless. But if, if they struggle and we end up, you know, eight seed or not in or barely almost in, I'll, I'll understand. Like, I, I expect it to be a little bit of a process. I don't think it's going to be a one-year thing. 
Let, let me throw uh, yeah. this out there. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me throw this out there. How, do you guys really think that Luke Walton can manage all this? Yes. There's going to be a lot of people on this team. Really? Okay. It'll I think he gets year. a one-year trial period because everybody knows we're not winning a championship this year. If he yep. shows that he can control the, 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 the clown show, um, and that means LeVar Ball and, and get these other players motivated, um, then it's all good. But uh, LeBron has been known to make a decision on who his coach is going to oh, be. Yeah. Yes. And and rest assured, there are a couple of people who would more than gladly come to the Lakers organization to be LeBron's coach. Yeah, like so, Fizdale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, <laughs> Luke's Luke's on a one year. Luke gets a year, um, and and LeBron looks like he's making every effort to uh, play a different style. Right, this is not the style that uh, that he's played with the last couple of teams he's been on. Yeah. It's a, where it's been a lot slower and chuck out the threes. Yep. Um, this is a much faster pace. Uh, it will be interesting. The slower paced uh, lineup and games and schedule. Sorry, strategies. Make sure the players don't get hurt. When you start breaking, fast yeah. breaking, um, that's where you start getting people underneath you, hard fouls, you know, other things happening. I, I, I sincerely hope that doesn't happen to anyone on the Lakers team. But that style of play um, can lead to those types of things. Um, I do think that there was a part of the reason why LeBron liked the slow is that when you control the pace, you can also control – the risk of injury, not necessarily yeah. injury itself. But anyway, yeah, you know, and I also believe I believe I'm pretty sure about this. I have to look it up. But I thought Luke and uh, LeBron were teammates in Cleveland one year. I believe they were teammates one year. Oh, in Cleveland, when, so I think yes, they, they know were, each other. I think like towards the end Cleveland. of the career. Yeah, yeah, they all know each other, right? Yeah, all these 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 know each other, and yeah. and you know, Luke is a smart guy. When it comes to basketball, understanding the game of basketball, the reason he lasted on the Lakers for as long as he did was not because of his talents and his right. athleticism. Right. It was because he was a very, very smart player. He put him on the court. He knew what the right plays were. So right. there's no doubt that Luke Walton can become a, a good coach. He, he was even a solid coach up in, in Golden State for a period of time. It's just a matter of whether or not he's ready yet to be um, in the conversation with the best coaches in the game because that's what you have from – you know, Golden State, uh, San Antonio. Yeah. Um, I don't think either of us think the Antonio is, but Houston. Um, you know, there's these there's, there's coaches out there that have been doing this for a long time and been successful. Yeah. Luke's got to prove that he's part of their their club. I yeah, hope, this is the year. Yep. I hope they give him the chance because I've always felt like we we get rid of and just in sports in general, not necessarily just the Lakers, but you, we get rid of coaches so early. Everything is so win now that. And I get it, you know, you had your, your leash or whatever, but teams turn over so much. Like, to me, you know, to say if Luke doesn't succeed this year versus what he had the last few years, managing LeVar Balls coming in, Lonzo Ball, all of that ridiculousness, and still, you know, we still were fun to watch when I saw it. You know, at the end of the year, they looked pretty good, like they were coming together. So I'm hoping that they give him a little bit of time. Magic and Palenka and um, Jeannie bus all seem to, to like him so i'm hoping we give him a little bit of time but we'll see it usually doesn't work out that way hopefully he gets that he yeah, he's got a year jackson love yeah he definitely has proven himself this year and plus the coaches we the Lakers have jackson love. jason clearly <laughs> he did, did not hear that i did i heard that <laughs> but the, the coaches the lakers had before what mitch was doing i mean d'antoni likes to run and he had slow players he, he doesn't like post players Correct. but he had gasol and howard and 
Byron Scott doesn't like young players. He likes veterans so because he can't coach that well. So he doesn't want to do that much coaching, but he had a young team. You so it was like, shots, you know, it bro. was. You take more shots than Brian at party. I'm just saying. It's, it's true. I'm just saying. But, you know, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, for this topic. Yeah. Doesn't with a smile. This guy's got it. Man, you are a shooter. Man, this boy's a yeah, Okay. All right. Well, cool. So, yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens, man. I'm excited. Let's definitely try and go to a game this year. Uh, if you're listening yes. and you want to go, holler at us too. You got to pay for your own ticket, but you can roll. <laughs> they definitely can roll. Yeah, come cool. to the Staples Center. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, come come visit the crib. So cool. All right. So, uh, <laughs> little Celtics and Kyrie, little Lakers and LeBron. I still like how that sounds. And then now shifting to the NFL and kind of football in general to a degree. Uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees today in a Monday night game against the Washington Redskins uh, actually broke a record for it the most passing yards ever by NFL quarterback and also joined the 500 touchdowns thrown club. Um, only a few people in both clubs. I think it's Brett Favre, Peyton in both, and then Brady's the only other one who's thrown 500. Um, but as far as the passing yards, it's Brett Favre and Manning and now Drew Brees. So we just kind of wanted to, you know, props to Drew Brees and get your thoughts on, on the accomplishment and also kind of where you think he ranks and where he fits in kind of NFL QB folklore. Jason, you're going first on this one because I need oh. to hear what you have to say. Oh, no problem. QB. Um, well, that's right. Well, first of all, um, of course, um, our cousin Jelani isn't on this isn't on this uh, podcast, but he can tell you that I told him about Drew Brees when he came out of Purdue. I said the best quarterback in the draft is Drew Brees. I know a lot of people were talking about Michael Vick at the time, and I said, no, this guy is it. But now, did I think he was going to be a Hall of Famer in this good? Definitely not. I thought he could be a good, competent quarterback. Didn't think he'll be this good. Um, his he he owns what nine NFL records: career completions, career completion percentage, single season completion percentage, consecutive games with a touchdown pass, career pass yards per game, most three hundred yard passing games, most four hundred yard passing games, the most seasons leading the league in pass yards, consecutive four thousand yard seasons, and consecutive five thousand yard seasons. I mean, Drew Brees, to me, is probably the most accurate quarterback I've ever seen. He's incredible. Yeah, yeah, he's, incredible. Um, uh, he's on, People say he's six foot, six foot one. I hear he's closer to 5'11", and that, they, that makes his accomplishments even more impressive. He's never had the strongest arm, but his ball, ball placement, his accuracy, and the fact that I don't remember ever hear about him getting hurt for extended periods of time, being as little as he is. Yeah, um, his pocket. Yeah, besides the shoulder injury, right, which is the reason why Nick Saban is not in the NFL, but that's another story. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Drew Brees, he, the way his instincts in the pocket, it's like watching the, uh, the quarterback position play. You want to watch Drew Brees because his, his quarterback instincts you can't teach. The way he sidesteps the pass rush and always keeps his eyes downfield to look for, you know, a guy to throw to. I mean, he's just an incredible quarterback. And in my opinion, he's a top 10. Uh, he's a top 10 all-time quarterback, definitely. I wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said. Uh-oh. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning What's in. Uh, <laughs> I know. But we should we should record this for posterity. Let me also add that um, you know, for all people talk about his inj- the injury with the shoulder. He didn't miss a game that year. He played 16 games. You know, just hurt and they decided that he wasn't going to be able to play 16 the next year. Um, so he played 16 games, uh, all started all 16 games for the San Diego Chargers in 2005. Um, then in 2006, 
played 16, played 16 again in 2007, 16 again in 2008, 15 in 2009, 16 in 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15 and 15, uh, again, 16 and 16 and 16 and 17. Though, you know, it's not quite Red Favre, but it's pretty darn close no, when it comes close. to Iron Man status. Yes, um, yes And not, not only has he been a class act the entire time, an ambassador for the game, an ambassador for um, the, the city of New Orleans during some really tough times. Um, so, no, that's off to that, man. Um, I, I guess the question, Jason, though, is where does where do you have him ranked amongst the best quarterbacks ever? Yeah, see, I, I haven't got into that. Oh, well, actually, let me let me just go back one thing just for people who don't understand, um, who don't, who didn't know. But Nick Saban wanted Drew Brees to be his quarterback while he was with the Miami Dolphins, while Saban was with the Miami Dolphins. And Drew Brees did not pass the physical, which is why he never became a Miami Dolphin. And he ended up, uh, Nick Saban ended up with Dante Culpepper, which is why he ended up back in college. Had he had <laughs> Drew Brees, I'm sure he'll still be coaching right That's about cool. now. Uh, but, um, see, so Brian, I have them in the, the six to 10 range. Um, I still have Montana, Brady, Peyton, Elway, and I'm probably missing one, um, uh, ahead of him. Uh, I think Rogers is in this probably six to 10 or maybe six to 12 range. I, I have them better than, uh, than Aaron Rodgers, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I just think in, in big games against, uh, good defenses, uh, Drew Brees has done better than Aaron Rodgers, and, and he's, it seems like Drew Brees is more coachable. You never hear about him getting in spats with his coach. Um, I know a report came out recently how McCarthy and, Drew, and uh, Aaron Rodgers are not on the same page. Uh, I know Aaron Rodgers called out his coach in an interview about a week ago or so, and I've heard you know over the last two, three years that him and McCarthy don't have the, the best relationship. You never hear about those problems with Drew Brees. Like you said, he's a class act. Uh, but I have him in the six to the six to ten range as far as the uh, greatest quarterbacks ever to play the game. How about you? I got him a little bit better. Um, when you look at what he's done, <clears throat> his body of work, the teams that he's been on, um, mm. I, I don't see particularly why he gets to be in the six to ten range and Peyton Manning gets to be in the one to five range. Um, Peyton has basically the same numbers. When it's all said and done, Breeze's numbers will be better than Peyton Manning's uh, because he's still got a couple years left. Mm -hmm. I always have said that I think Brady might be the best ever, but uh, I think Breeze is in the one to five range. And instead mm -hmm. of uh, instead of diving in and um, discussing whether or not he's one, two, three, four, or five, I'll say that I think he's earned the right to be in there. Yep. You, you using the words that you said, he is amongst the most accurate quarterbacks yes. um, that's ever played. Uh, they had a sports science dedicated to just how accurate he was. The, the, the guy was able to hit a bullseye from 40 yards uh, nine out of ten times. Right? Um, he has he throws nonstop. He scores touchdowns um, even when he's not playing a porous defense like the Redskins tonight. Um, you know, the, the guy has done everything to make, yep. to put him in that conversation. And for whatever reason, he's always the one left out of the conversation. When we yeah. start talking about Manning and Brady and Rogers yep. and, um, you know, all the other greats that, that are playing while they're playing. Um, so I'll say he's in the one to five. Uh, yep. I really <laughs> like him. 
I think he is better than Brett Favre. That'll frustrate oh, yeah. some friends and people. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And most people have Favre top five, too. And I, if, oh, God. If you, if you put him, oh. if you put him in the top five, I, I guess you can say that Brett Favre is now in the six to ten range in my world. Oh wow, Brett Favre in top five—that's terrible. But um, <laughs> no, you know I don't have a problem with putting him in the top five. I mean, I don't—I don't have an argument against that at all. It's being in the top five. Um, I and it, what's what's also impressive is he did this in the era while playing with Peyton in the same yeah. era as Peyton and Tom Brady. And Aaron Rodgers and all these guys. So that makes it even more impressive. And he never won MVP. Those guys all won MVPs at one point or another. So, so yeah, I'm with you. <clears throat> yeah, I think, uh, all this, all, Glenn, all this love, we might have to switch to another subject. Man, it's coming. Yeah, this next subject, definitely ain't that. But, I mean, shout out to Drew Brees for sure. I'm glad he uh, left the Chargers as a Raider fan. Phillip Rivers toast us anyway. Doesn't matter, but whatever. <laughs> Shout out to Drew Brees for sure, because he was he been playing his ass off for many many years. So I can't I got nothing but respect for for that man. So cool. All right. So we we had the Celtics and Kyrie. We talked about the Lakers and LeBron. We talked about Drew Brees and his uh, where he fits in the pantheon of great quarterbacks. And now shifting to college sports, college football. You know, could be a subject of this as well. The idea of college athletes being paid for their services um and we'll kind of brian i think you start on this one because you said something about a rule yeah i'll start start on this one so there's a couple different things that the on this one um first the reason we started talking about this subject was because the ncaa recently passed a rule that said that athletes could sign with an agent um use that representation and then still return to school um, if they wanted to, and, and then shortly after that happened for NBA players, it became, they got passed for, for baseball players, hockey players, football players, et cetera. So the rule is, is now in place where basically you can have an agent while in college. It's not, not a hundred percent all the time, but the vast majority and everybody knows the loopholes and therefore all your one and done players are going to get signed to an agent right out of high school. Um, and, and they're going to start collecting money. I mean, that's where this ultimately comes out. You know, look at, um, look at the, what, what happened in USC. Um, and the he, people who were paid were paid by the OJ Mayo got paid by the agent, right? Um, everybody got paid by their agents. <laughs> the agents are the ones paying the moms and the dads and, and putting these people in position, to uh, give them the money, knowing that they're going to get that and, and more back in a year when they're signing NBA and NFL deals. So let's acknowledge that we all know in the NCAA, NCAA suit that's going on right now. We all know players who want to get paid um, are getting paid. The players who are not getting paid should be getting paid. Uh, so let's start um, by allowing to a player to retain an agent, you've basically signed up. They're spending unearned money. They're, they're spending, you know, on credit basically from an agent. Uh, college was created. Let's, this is one of my, my main contentions. College was created. This is before student athletics was created to help people, the attendees of the school for a professional career of some sort, whether it be teacher, whether it be historian, whether it be doctor, businessman, or whatever. That's what a college was created 
Oddly enough, the only professions that they're preparing students for at the next level that they can't get paid for while they're in school is student athlete. I, that's just ridiculous. Not only do schools encourage their pay them massive amounts of money. Sorry. In the world of PE, we were paying interns $100,000 for a summer. And these are people who colleges as the other people there. So if you went to Stanford, SC, uh, MIT, Harvard, in our case, it was the University of Texas. Was, um, we were paying business students in their junior year of, of college hundred grand, right, to come and be interns. You, and then we can't pay a, a football player who's doing basically the same thing and using the same alumni resources to a little bit of money so they can have, they can eat food and they're not sitting there on hot plates. Um, so that that's never made sense. Any other any other person on a campus is allowed to earn money while being educated on how to do the job that they're going to do next, which is all that the play, football, basketball, and other athletic athletes are doing. So next thing was that I, I hate to try and make things a racial issue when they're not, but I feel like this is, right? When we're talking about players getting paid, we're really and we're talking about football. Um, we all know what the majority, the majority of those students being of a minority class, not to say all of them, but majority of them. And where you are allowed to make money, where you are allowed to make money right out of high school, baseball, hockey, have farm leagues, right? All of a sudden, if you look at the racial dynamics of those sports, you notice that there's a big difference between basketball and football. So I, I think it's hard to ignore it. I don't want to make it too big a deal, but I definitely think that it's there. If you look at the other sports, the ones that have established farm leagues, um, there are high school kids driving up in Lamborghinis because the minute the baseball season's over, they get their 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 they get their agent who signs them, and then they get their um, their their high draft pick. Right, as a, an alumni of Notre Dame High School, I was obviously seeing what was going on on that campus um, when they had the number. He ended up, but he was considered the number one um, baseball player in high school in the country. Uh, ended up being the number two draft pick because they didn't, the number one didn't want a pitcher. Um, anyways, so I, I guess Jason, let me, why don't you start with, with that? Cause I know that you come from then Then we can talk a little bit about how I think this could actually work, but first let's start with just the idea. So what do you have to say about the idea in general of them now being allowed to have agents and then of being, a, or should be, and then you get paid. Okay, so uh, for them having agents, I agree. Uh, and of course, you know the agents, of course, are paying the players, which I'm fine with. They're going in to get money regardless, so you might as well just allow it to happen. Um, I also believe that the players should get paid if their likeness is used. I would say on posters or in video games, and the comp and the, uh, I'm sorry, the college makes a profit off of that. I do believe that player deserves a, a small percentage of that. I mean, but, when they say, make a play. but what about when they sell tickets? Isn't that making a profit? See, no, that's not. So um, 
I don't believe it's the college's or university's job to pay players. I've never known one Division One athlete that went to a college to get paid. That wasn't the what? reason that they went. They went they went to get an education. Thank you, they went to get an education. They went to, or if they were good in sports, they went to Man, get. I know exposure. you guys in the Bay Area, but uh, they, we, uh, we, let we me need finish. to check. They need went to check. Get, <laughs> they, hey, the legal weed got nothing to do with bragging. A lot of people <laughs> couldn't afford to go to college, so their athletic scholarship allowed them to go to college. They weren't thinking about getting paid or getting money for going to college or playing a sport. And as far as you said that the players don't get any money. They do. They get stipends. They have meal cards. They have money to, to eat. I don't want to hear about they don't have money. That's just a bunch of BS. They have access to things that the general students do not have access to. They have access to a lot of food. They have access to tutors. They need to help them get through classes. So to say, oh, whoa, poor athlete is a bunch of BS, okay? And they're also getting money on the side as well from the university as a stipend. So they're not broke. They just want, you just want to give them more than what they should get, which I don't understand why. Number two, about the tickets you said, North Carolina was selling out basketball games before Michael Jordan got there. They were selling out games while Michael Jordan was there, and they were selling out games when Michael Jordan left, like when Joe Forte was there, a player you guys probably never heard of. So why? Are, what's the point in, playing, in paying Michael Jordan at North Carolina? The games are going to sell out anyway. When you play Duke, it doesn't matter how bad North Carolina is, the people are still going to go to the game. So I don't understand why paying why and and then also these reports that are coming out about how all the twenty seven schools made a hundred million dollars in annual revenue. Nobody says anything about the profit they made. That's just revenue that the athletic department made. People don't understand. You have to pay for travel. You have to pay for meals. You have to pay for equipment. You have to pay for the men's and women's lacrosse team, men's and women's uh, tennis team, badminton team, all that money. I'm kind of cutting out. Having to pay for things for, the, uh, for all the other sports in the athletic department. So you just, so I don't want to hear anything about revenue. And finally, before, all these schools aren't making all that much money in uh in you know in revenue uh you know you hear about the texas you hear about the ohio states and all that type of stuff making a lot of money but let's just say back in 2015 of the 231 schools 76 percent of them made 50 million dollars in athletic revenue and if you want to take it a step further 44 percent make less than 20 million so i don't understand how you can just pay all this money to, to these athletes and you claim they're bringing in money to the university but you don't even know who the hell they are and number and, and also nobody's putting a gun to their head to go to, to go to USC. If they don't want to get exposed or feel the system is so corrupt and college sports is just so bad, then why don't they just go to the University of Idaho? You won't have to worry about getting exposure and you won't have to worry about getting exploited because nobody's going to know who you are or where you play or see your games. So that's my take on that. <clears throat> I just have to start by saying the mute button is have heard what I was saying during that 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 speech. Um, you need a bleep button. <laughs> All right, let's let's start with uh, let's let's try and and crawl our way back to the top. First of all, who says how much money? I don't understand. You said all this money. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think at any point in time anyone said that they need to be getting million dollar contracts to play in, in college. But if a 
a, a an you want to give them something a, though. Sure, yeah. If it an athlete, how? Okay, but first, let me finish. But Go ahead. when you're no one, when you talk about the sums of money, and you're talking about you know the making under making a year, like that's a lot of money. That's a ton of money. You're gonna tell me that when you have twenty five million dollars in in revenue for these small schools, right? Because you're talking about the $25 million schools. You're talking about whatever schools that, that we don't know, right? Um, that are part right. of the D1 program. They're, they're making $25 right. million. So let, let me talk about, let me, let me first, let me guess, let me go to how the part where- How much profit I, that is? Look, you can go how through every know? single, wait, first of all, let me finish. You can go okay. through all of every single one of their books if you want to, but I'm going to tell you how it's easy to have it done, okay? This is how- it would work. All you have to do is set it up by conference. All right. So the SEC can get together. They can look at their books. They can take a certain percentage of revenue. You, revenue makes more sense because it's easy to know because the, uh, the, the, the owners of pro sports have been doing it. But anyways, percentage of revenue and dedicate it to player scholarship money, however you want to do it that everybody in that conference agrees through votes of their conference committees on how much they will pay the players. So the SEC is probably going to pay more because they have a multi-million multi dollar TV contract. Pac-12 is going to pay more for the same reason. ACC is going to pay more, right? The West Coast Conference, not so much. Um, and that way, it still leads to some parity amongst the conferences. Exploiting you talked about go to Idaho State. Idaho State and all these other small D1 schools get exploited. Idaho. They get exploited. Idaho. Idaho whatever you want to call it. <laughs> they, all, they all get exploited, right? There's a reason why the SEC, which I'm not a big fan of, plays Appalachian State and the Boise State Barber College on an every yeah. other week. Yeah. And what, do, and what do they do to pay? What do they do every single time they pay one of those super small schools? ass whooped in, yep. in their thing. They pay them a whole bunch of money right. program in order to in order, and be cannon fodder or can be in the AP top 10 the following week and still mm -hmm. get a bye week. Mm -hmm. So the Ohio State uh, schools will make up for that because they, they, will, they will pull, they'll be giving the money to pay for the program. Now, let's talk about what, some of the other things that you mentioned, the the whole idea that some of these players, and I'm not saying going to these schools because they want to and they want to get an, an education is just a bunch of hogwash. <laughs> and and it, when you are a top athlete, and you're I'm not talking about top athletes. Listen, I'm just saying in general. I'm you're talking saying about top athletes. Okay, Hold you're on, talking about top. I wasn't. Okay, you can, I wasn't. You can respond ahead. in a moment. Go ahead. I'm talking. When you're a top athlete and you got the hat sitting in front of the table, when you're, you know, they got ESPN there trying to find out what school you're going to go to. Right? Those players are going to college because they have to. They have to because they cannot go into the NFL. They cannot go. Um, and they can't go into the NFL and, and baseball, which, like I said, is, is a point of contention for me as well. 
Um, these players are going because that is the only opportunity for them to do what they do and get to that next level, right? So they're not there, especially not in the NBA. Half those well, half yeah. the kids in the NBA would that do these one and dones yeah. have never seen the inside of a classroom because yeah. the basketball season is so short right. that they can basically go to class for the first 15 weeks, make the progress report, and then they're done. Um, football because they have to go and play for for a couple of years have to take, but these these guys these kids are are basically trying to maintain eligibility. Um, I have a good yep. friend who played um, played college football. It was a a, a very highly recruited um, you know, running back out uh, out of out of high school, and, and also happens to be. Ex- and he did that. choose a school based on where he felt he was going to be able to be allowed to get an education while he was there. And that limited drastically limited the schools that he could look at because I do not believe for a moment that they have real access. The, 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 the tutors. Yes. They're on campus. Yes. If you want to use them, but all of those football players know it is 100% football, 100% of the time. They are part of the machine. They need to make they need to make sure that the team continues to go forward. They are not afforded the opportunity, even at the schools like I've heard from him and others that even then it was, hey, that's great. Um, I know you want to take molecular biology, but uh, astronomy is also a science class. Maybe you should take that so you can focus on the playbook a little bit more. So the last point that I wanted to make before I let you respond, iteratively respond, is that these players all all the way across, they do get the advantage of an education in some cases. And that is sometimes enough for the rudies of a football team. Um, But the vast majority of these players really are doing this because that's what they're doing. When you go to Ohio State to play football, you're not there because has a really great, um, I don't know, criminology program. Mm-hmm. Half of mm-hmm. these great schools don't even have the kind of educational programs. If it were all about the education, every one of them would be Stanford. Stanford would be the number one team every single year, 100%. They got one of the best sports programs and they got one of the best educations right that would be the school that everyone's trying to clamor to not ohio state a top football i'm a top football player so to say that they're doing this is because they want the education uh just seems misguided now i know you have a lot to say and i got some more too but you know go ahead tell me what you got okay so i think we're talking about two different types of athletes okay the person i was referring to was the last guy i talked to he actually played basketball at the university of oregon he was not a professional player wasn't thinking about going pro he went for the, he played at the university of oregon in basketball of course he wasn't basketball. Trying to go pro. right right but um, but I also know people who played football like in UNLV other places as well. So I think we're talking about two different athletes. You're talking about the highest caliber of athlete. So I agree. If LeBron James went to college, he'd be getting hosed. I agree with that. 
if Tim T, I think I can only make a case for Tim Tebow to get paid in college because he moved millions of dollars of merchandise for Florida. I don't know any other athlete that's moved as much merchandise and product as Tim Tebow. So you can make an argument that Tim Tebow should have got paid in college and make an argument that LeBron should get paid had he went to college. I have no argument with that. But you're operating under the notion that all these players are going pro or have pro no, potential. Not. And that's not true. I think now, the, no, I'm not. I think the but, players who aren't going to go pro deserve to get money more so than the players who are going to go pro. Well, this okay, is it for so, them. Okay, so here, okay, this is it for them. So they should get some money because they because they're just on a football team. <laughs> okay, a whole, so okay, so, so check this out. Let, or let me ask you a question. Let's just say you're a five star running back, okay, from the L.A. area, and you decide to go to USC. And you probably don't know this, but a lot of five-star athletes don't pan out once they get to college. Coaches feel I probably they made don't a mistake. Yeah, they, they made him. They feel like, oh, we made a mistake getting this guy. His high school tape was one thing, but when we got him in here, he's not that good. So let's just say he doesn't play. He doesn't redshirt. He doesn't play his freshman year. He's a running back and gets 250 yards. Okay. And then the next year, he doesn't play. He gets like 30 yards. Damn. Okay. So why are you – you're saying that this guy is generating – millions of dollars for the university and he barely plays in the game so why are you paying him why are you so adamant about paying him and he's doing nothing so my turn to answer that yeah go ahead i'm asking he's on the team everybody every player on the team whether they're rudy or 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 you know whoever you want to call it, you know the top quarterback in the country should get paid and i also think they should get paid the same amount you get paid to be on the team that's what i'm talking about and and all it is is a, a whatever you want to call it, an extra stipend or, or or whatever. If they only get 250 yards, that's fine. They were signed to USC to be part of that team. Everybody on the team should get whatever it is, 25,000 a season. You know, I'm not. I, I, I personally don't think it needs to be big money. You know, it needs to be the money so that they can enjoy themselves while they're on campus. They have earned it. But what I hear you saying is that you don't have a problem if they get paid for merchandise. So you you, you side if, with if they Ed move O'Bannon. enough. If they move wait, enough. Wait, wait, let me finish. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if their likeness is on a game, which yep. all of their likenesses are, in, you know, and for these games. So it sounds to me like you have more of a problem with who pays it, whether it's the institution or ESPN or, you know, game, whoever, sorry, um, EA Sports. As opposed to the school, I don't understand it, but that's what I hear you saying. Because okay, so let me clarify they, that for you. Wait, let me finish. Because if if you agree with them getting paid because their likeness is on the EA Sports College Game Day Game of the Year, um, which you know they're all part of that, right? What? What difference does that make if, 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 if the school is what's using them and leveraging them? And the other, one more thing, you, you keep on saying that, you know, North Carolina is North Carolina, independent of Michael Jordan, was before, was after. No, North Carolina is North Carolina because of Michael Jordan and the other players that came before him and the other players that came after him. And the reason that they go to North Carolina is because of the players before them and the players after them. And because of that, that's why. North Carolinas of the world have these long-term legacies. It, they've changed coaches, so it's not because of any one coach. And the reason the coaches want to go there is because North Carolina is North Carolina, and North Carolina is going to get the Jordans of the world to go play there. So, you know, it's a circular logic to say, you know, they, they are they are they are what they are because they are that. And yeah. that's not necessarily the case. 
the yeah, it players, depends on the coach. It, no, it depends the, on the coach. It, the, the players are the ones who are ultimately playing ball. The reason that the coaches go there is because those schools can recruit the players, right? Shaka no. Smart left the school that he was at, even though he was a very good coach and went to Texas because of the money that Texas can throw at making sure the players come there. Now the you go, school, go ahead. Next round. Okay. Okay. So I don't care if colleges play players or not. I don't think it's their job, and I don't think it's an outrage if the players don't get paid. I just gave you an example of Dylan Baxter, a running back who was at USC. He was practically useless, and you want to pay him just he's on the team, and he's not doing anything to earn yep. his money. He's already being paid with this scholarship. Whether he uses it, that's on him. Now, as far as the reason why players— I want you to go to, to your job tomorrow and tell them that they should sports. just pay you in scholarship. This is it doesn't matter. It's a profession. It's a job. It's not a job. It is a job. That's your Literally, opinion. the NCAA so, created the term, okay. which did okay, not wait, exist before. Wait, no. I'm going to finish this one. Not exist before. Called student athlete for the sole purpose of, giving, of making the excuse that you're making right now. They do a job on campus. No different than the kid in the, the food line who serves you food at lunch or goes in and takes all the every single the other job on campus gets paid except for student athletes. Then don't be a student athlete. Then don't play for the school. Then <laughs> if you feel you're getting used, and like I said before, oh I'm finish this point. The player picks the coach. It's not the school. Okay, the player doesn't pick the coach. That, so Nick players are actually picking to play for Nick Saban. Okay, everybody wants to be an outrage because so then they, Saban, then you think they should Nick be able to Saban get to leave when the when Nick Saban point, leaves. So let me finish. Makes right. what eight point three billion dollars a year, which is only seven percent of their football revenue. While I'm tipping waitresses at Chili's twenty percent, he's only getting seven percent. Okay, <laughs> he has five national championships, oh SEC titles, and everybody's in an outrage that he makes seven percent. Now I know what you're saying. It's Alabama, right? It's Alabama. Anybody no, because he win. did it. He did it the same thing at LS, uh, LSU, well, right? So. I know what you're saying. The only reason he's winning is because he's at Alabama. Everybody wins at Alabama, right? Well, why don't we look at Alabama before Nick Saban got there? And you tell me how many millions. I, I wasn't of dollars saying all that because I said bowls. he did just as just well at LSU too. Just okay, so like, just remember like I, I was said, saying that. Nick Saban is worth is underpaid. Okay, so before he got there, what does that have to do with the price of tea in China? We're not talking about Nick Saban and coaches. Coaches have the ability to open to negotiate on the open market. Players don't. If right, Nick Saban exactly. wants more money, if Nick Saban wants more money, he can go negotiate for more money. And, and nobody's going to look down at him. Nobody's going to kick him out of school. No one's going to kick him out of the job. You know, what Nick Saban also makes from between Nike and Under Armour and all the other yep. stuff is off those books, too. So you can shed money. all the tears you want for Nick Saban. I do no. not give one flying F about he's Nick Saban. He's, he's able to he is able to negotiate his contract. It's worth every penny, and the when the players. Congratulations, aren't. but that's we're not and talking the, about that. The players we're talking about aren't players. Worth it. They and the players aren't. Yeah, what about the players? <laughs> they shouldn't get paid. So what? So what? I Why just think they get paid. They're getting paid in the scholarship. They're going to school. They don't even academically qualify to get. So in. when I when I talk about these this this topic, I'm going to put it out there because I, there's literally no rationale to what you're saying. Uh, I'm there's gonna no let rationale. No, You're paying not. them and they're I'm going the to let other people, right? So the one thing that we learn in, in speech and debate and all these things is at a certain point in time, you no longer try and, con you know, don't try and convince the other person because that's not going to happen. I'm going to 
put the information out there and the people who want to listen to what I have to say and what you have to say are then going to be able to make a decision. Players should get paid. They're going there. They're doing a job on campus. Every other, every other person on that campus gets paid to do a job, okay? If they work, they get paid to do the job. At student athletes also have no opportunity to go elsewhere and get paid to do that job. So if they want to become a professional football player, they have to go play at a college campus somewhere, right? Those those programs are making killings, SC, killings, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Alabama, all the ones that you've just been, Notre Dame, all of these have huge TV deals, making tons and tons of revenue. They have student and they have endowment uh, of upwards in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And endowments means that they've got that much sitting in a bank. Meanwhile, players who are putting their, their health and safety on the line to play a game to so help they don't have to to help earn the revenue. The don't have to argument is just silly. Yeah, you're right. They don't have to. Nobody has to do anything, but everybody else gets paid for the things they don't have to do. I don't have to go to work tomorrow, but they also don't have to pay me for it. If I go to work tomorrow, they have to. So I don't know why student athletes, for whatever reason, get this weird carve out in your world where they're the only people who don't get to be paid for the work that they do. There's literally no other there's literally no other person on the planet, no other job that someone does on a regular basis on this planet that they don't get something for, some money for. You know, and if you want to say it's an education, then let them choose. Then let them choose. If they go to USC, they can have sixty-five thousand dollars a year, or it's actually up to seventy-two thousand dollars a year. Or they can so they can play for USC, they can get seventy-two thousand dollars a year in education or seventy-two thousand dollars in their pocketbook. Guess what they're gonna choose? So don't give me the value of an education crap, because it's not. Now, $72,000 a year, $72,000 in their pocket. Why would you give them $72,000 in their pocket, and now you're not getting I was using the example of, you said that their but education a, is, their, is a, what they get paid. Wait. That's you, a bad example. Exa- let, me, it's not, let me finish what I'm saying, and then you can go back and say it's a bad example, because I don't think so. That's how much USC costs, $72,000. If you want to say that the value of their education is what they get, which is crap, because none of them finish school or have the opportunity to finish school. Some Why of them is even it get the school's problem? Some, <laughs> you're right. They should be able to exploit and take advantage of whoever they want. And then, and because you clearly don't care about them, but you, you're, more, you're more worried about Nick Saban's pocketbook than no, the 18-year-old. Then you, you, I'm sorry, you went on a whole Saban. rant about Nick Saban and how he seems to say that and thing. He's underpaid. The only person I've ever heard say he's underpaid is you. No, I've heard a few people, but he's actually underpaid. But go ahead. But what he brings in that same barbershop. Um, Seven percent. That's a that's a travesty. And you're saying and now zero percent is a travesty. And since you you don't value the since you don't value education, you want somebody to pay a student seventy thousand dollars and you get nothing out of them. What are you paying them for? That's this is what I understand. They don't get the education, Jason. They don't get an education. Why is that the it's, college's fault? That's your it's fault. The, wait a minute. It is the coach's fault. Nick Saban does not let his kids go to class. Nick Saban does not allow for students to go to, to tutoring. He says, get your ass in the gym. Get your and It's about the program, the entire – so don't give me the whole they're getting an education. Then There's don't only, go to Alabama. Nobody put a gun to <laughs> Najee Harris's head. Najee Harris wanted to go to Alabama. Oh, my Did gosh. You know about all that? I got. You think he Najee knew about all that? He moving on. I got a question. He though. knew that. So to kind of to I mean, devil's advocate for kind of what Jason's what's saying. What's the problem? As a question, if so, you're saying student athletes, right? But we, we've been pretty much talking about the top sports. What about the rest of the players? Like, do you pay? Like to Jason's point, and I'm and I'm devil's advocate. What golfers? Well, do Glenn, you pay? I, I was going to get into that. Actually. Volleyball players? Yes. Do you pay? Like, what does that yeah. equate to? 
And I'm, I'm sure yes. the schools could do it, depending so, on the school. But it, like, if you go to Morehouse, where I went, shout out to Morehouse. We not an not not an, not a Division One school. But so yes. okay, so strictly D ones. Okay, so take take us out and take I don't know a, a school that's not very well. Schools with TV contracts, like Division One, but yeah. So like Appalachian State, um, or you know what I mean? Appalachian State, go get, for that one. Do they still get? They just get a smaller stipend, and you know what I mean. Like I'm wondering exactly. how do they? So they may yeah. get a hundred dollars for the season, well, whereas. No, well, here's yeah, a, you gotta understand. Is. You gotta understand. Brian is talking about revenues. He's saying nothing about profit. It takes money to run a school, and it takes money to run an <laughs> athletic department. So he's not talking about. Jason really about, wants to make sure that Nick Saban gets his eighteen percent. He he's not talking about all of the money that is spent on all of the other sports because let's yes, just be honest. This conversation has come up because of the money that's made in football, basketball, and no. other sports are making this kind of revenue. Not nearly. I have numbers in front of me. They're not making the nice thing about these things being recorded, Jason, is you can go back and hear what I said. Every player who at the school should get paid, and including the ones who sit on the bench and don't run. When you were using your USC okay. running back example, every okay. player, okay, what well, they get paid or what how how much they get paid should vary, but every so, player. Oh, so vary. Oh, so now you want to have a pro system now. It, it varies. So the five yeah. star running, the five star. No, that's not what I said. Stuff. Every. I said everyone on the team should get the same amount. Again, that's the nice thing about these things being recorded. You can go back and listen to it. So all the football team at USC should make whatever that number, whatever that sum is. And that'll be more than what everyone on the girls' volleyball team is going to make because the girls' volleyball team is not a revenue-generating sport. Oh, right? you think they'll be okay with that? It doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So oh, okay. your, but your, solution, your solution is to do nothing, right? But then you, but doing something, you want to try and nitpick at it. I don't have a solution. I don't have, I don't, but I'm not no, adamant. I, I, that paying, much is obvious. I, I'm not, I'm not adamant on paying college players like you are, especially uh, players that don't even do nothing to deserve the money, just as they're on, they're you're on the team. You're, you're it, a, le, you're a backup left tackle who's actually not played in any games yeah. and you're on scholarship for five years or whatever, get your degree, leave college without five. Debt, Blah blah blah. First of all, at what point in time? You, what what imagination do you hear where you get to, where players ask the kids at UCLA who got their color their scholarships cut because Chip Kelly was there and wanted to make sure he had more scholarships to give out to players that fit his program? Okay, right. All Those right, well, players. Tell me again about the five years that they got but, to 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 okay. go get their education. UCLA. They're over two hundred. What three hundred? What Division One basketball programs? You think that happens at all three hundred? No, that doesn't happen at all three hundred. All the time. All, all the, the time. time. All the time. Really? So about 50% of the time, so 50% of the time, scholarships are cut. Really? How come I never well, known anybody that played on teams with scholarships? Jason, I think it's I think Nick Saban is truly happy that you're more worried about him getting his 18% of the, the revenue from this is not uh, about Alabama. And he's under he's underpaid while this is the not student about athletes there. You brought him up. And then the student athletes should get absolutely nothing. I I I think that's a noble stance for you to take. So I brought him up. I brought him up because you think that people are selecting Alabama because they want to hang out in Tuscaloosa. You're delusional. They're going I there never for said Nick that. Saban. You I literally, the, I, you minute, did. You said I literally say that if the players who were wants picking, to go to Durham, who why why would Quentin want to? Why would Quentin from Oakland Tech want to go to Durham, North? Well, I do Raleigh. Literally said that if these kids were picking programs because of the institutions. The locations and the education, which you dreamed up, and you're, they would all be at Stanford. That's what I said. Never once mentioned that anyone wants to go to Alabama for any reason. I won't even go to the state. 
You Again, said earlier. It's nice that these words. things are recorded because you can go back and listen to it. I said they're picking the coach. You said they're going there because Michael Jordan went to North the Carolina. Coach. They're not picking yeah. the coach. They're picking they a are, program. They're picking the coach at the program. It's the reason why John Calipari could get all the number one recruit players, so why... position players, and why Gillespie couldn't at Kentucky. Because they're picking the coach. That's so why did SC why did SC get a top three recruiting class when play Hilton play Hilton's first year? Okay, he got talked to a recruiting class. Okay. What about, what about but they're picking the coach, coach, right? Example? It was his first year coaching. It was his first year coaching, uh, being a head coach. But they're and they're picking the coach. Why did he get a top five recruiting class that year? Hey, I thought hey, I thought Clay Helton might be pretty good. Maybe the players thought so too. But they're picking Who the knows? coach. <laughs> Yeah, you, you said they're they picking are. the coach. So right. Nick Saban's out there. You're going to tell right. me there aren't four four coaches who are better than than Clay Helton, even if he's going to be pretty good. How they you picked know USC you? because USC you, is USC. How do you know Alabama wants you? How do you know Nick Saban wants you? Just you know, I mean, you're saying they picked, they didn't pick a Nick Saban. How do you know Nick Saban offered them a scholarship? How do you know that Urban Meyer offered them a scholarship? Maybe Urban Meyer didn't want them. Yeah. I mean, you're not thinking about You're that. more than welcome to go and look at the the recruiting sites and see where these kids that went to USC had there. But most of them have a list of 20 schools. Most uh, About half of those schools are ones that are top programs and the other yeah. ones who just sent, you know, sent the, the, the thing to when they were a sophomore. And, you know, the UNLVs of the world, the minute they see a kid throw a touchdown in high school, they send them an offer letter and hoping that, you know, nothing else works out and they can get them in. But I, I think the point that I was trying to make is they're, they're picking programs. They're not picking, you know, they, no one picked Clay Helton uh, because Clay Helton's Clay Helton. They picked USC because USC is USC. Clay Helton happens to be a coach there. I'm wondering, mm. um, kind of in the, in the middle of that too, well, one, there's so many different players, different types of people that it's hard to, all, a lot of this is generalization because we have sure. to for the Very sake of the so. conversation. So yeah. I think, mm. you know, there are players that chose to, to go for education. There's players that chose to try and get paid. There's players who, you know, I've heard Shaq say stuff like that. Like I was going to get, to get money. So, um, and people have gotten right. paid, you know, I think there's so many variations, so many variations to the coaching, the different schools, you know, is every school exploitative? Maybe not. Is every player to be exploited? You know, there's parents who push their kids to go to schools to get money. There's so many variations to it. I think part of it is if you pay them, you definitely can kind of limit that to a degree because you don't need to take quote-unquote illicit money, if you will, or it's not illegal to take that money. But there's clearly money being thrown around everywhere. I just think there needs to be – my thought is they need to figure out a way of, of making that a bit cleaner because obviously people are getting paid. But it's not, I don't think it's right that if you get a couple of dollars from them making money off your jersey that they kick you out of school and you lose your scholarship anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but also, but also, it has definitely also the profit better than they can do. I mean, I, I feel you on the profit too. I, I hey, if you could sign, hey, if your jersey, it, if your signed jersey is worth twenty bucks to someone, sell it for twenty bucks, and that's yeah, yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Like, yeah, I would agree with that too. I don't but think also, it's cool that you lose all your stuff. But I agree, Jason. Yeah, the profit's yeah. different. There's so many athletes, there's so many teams, and I never thought about it to a degree like the lacrosse team and all these other teams where no one goes to these events. They get less, but. You, yeah, you know, the football that, teams you, and the basketball yeah. teams finance those sports have forever. They'll continue yeah. continue to do that. That's going to happen in perpetuity. The Ohio State lacrosse team is not, you know, is they couldn't pay their bus passes with the number of students that go and watch their games. Right. Well, now, but here, but here's the thing. Though. I think you'll have a problem paying uh, players, you know, from different sports, different kind of money. But also, I think what needs to be established to me 
is you're hearing a lot of uh, a lot of revenue money, a lot of gross money. I want to hear the actual profit I would agree. that the school is actually making because because if somebody's making a hundred million dollars of profit, oh, then I definitely agree that the athletes should get some of that if it's actual profit. But what I'm seeing is a hundred. But it doesn't matter if they're making a hundred million or a million. We're not talking about every. You, I think in your mind you think that this is about paying college players a million dollar a year, like no. signing them as if they're, no, they're free agents. No, We're I talking don't. about. A couple tens of thousands, less some in, in some cases less but, than tens of thousands. But how do you know they have? But how do you know you're just assuming? You make no, I'm not assuming. I even told you how well, to do it. You, you do this. it by conference. How I don't have to assume. Wait a minute. I don't have to assume that a, a, a team playing. Listen to what I'm saying. You're a assuming. team playing in the Pac-12 uh, conference is making a profit. I don't have to assume that. That is a fact because they all have TV money. So if you play in the Pac-12 conference, the conference can decide. What the what amount a student athlete in that conference should get paid? Well, that's ten thousand, fifteen thousand. The SEC can decide. The WAC, the Midwest, the all yeah. of these different conferences. You think an athlete can get paid ten thousand per athlete in every single sport at Oregon State? No, I don't because I don't think every single sport should get paid the same. Have you seen? You what can't. Oregon you got You got to. You got to work on trying to listen to what I'm saying, man. Do you have you seen have you seen what Oregon State's in Corvallis? You really think they're raking in tons of millions of dollars in Corvallis for Oregon State and their program? Are you serious? Come Oregon on, State man. actually. That's, I'm, that's, gonna, I'm just gonna I'm gonna tell you this. I actually happen to Oregon State. You just happen to be pick a school that I actually happen to know a little bit about. They broke. Neither is Washington State, and they're not. These are not big programs. Utah, by the way, is also doing quite well. Since that's another one of those places that are out how in the many, middle of nowhere. How many athletes how about are you in the athletic department, though? Total athletes. What do you think? I don't know the number. I'm just asking. I don't know. But I think it would depend per school, right? Wouldn't it depend per school? Yeah, because some schools don't have all like, different programs. Yeah, yeah, some people don't have. Like, not every school has a, a lacrosse program. Right, right. right. Nobody, no, not everybody has football either. I think football is only like 120 Division One programs. I think our basketball is 312. Division one, I, I believe, three twenty one, something like that. So yeah, because say you don't have so, a yeah. team, like there's so many variations, and that's the point of generalizations. It's an interesting thought. Well, the revenue is coming from football. Total NC. That's where it's coming from. The NC two NC two A as an organization pulls some of that money to put to the side. Because if you have, you know, how many athletes across the country? Is it a hundred thousand? Is it, and you're going to pay all them, you know, ten thousand dollars or five thousand or two thousand it starts again not everyone gets paid yeah, the same no, in college sport just, just there's four hundred and sixty thousand student athletes across um all the entire ncaa so if you give not them all, to, no, if you period give them all, $10, all that's that's all ncaa it's all all the different if you, uh, if you give them all ten dollars that's four four point six mil right or no uh, ten dollars yeah. four six thousand yes four point six mil yeah so yeah. but again I mean, you don't think you should pay them all the same amount and that's just ten dollars yeah, 4.6 mil is, is a drop, right? Because so let's let's use that um, total. But don't you have to pay them all the same amount due to Title Nine? No. Don't you have to pay them all? You don't? Oh, no, okay. they have to have the they have to have the same opportunity to um, for for facilities. They have to have the same opportunity. You have to have a team. So if you have a, a you know a, a men's basketball team, you have to justify having or a men's soccer team. You have to have a women's soccer team, lacrosse, so on and so forth. Got it. The one oh, exception, okay. by the way, is football. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's, you know, I'm looking at these revenues here, like three-year averages of revenues, and it's mainly because of football. Let's just take Michigan, for instance. Uh, the three-year average from 2015 to 2017, average football revenue, $92 million. Average Fred. basketball, 
about average basketball revenue, fifteen. That's men's basketball and average uh, women's basketball, three hundred thousand for the year. And in uh, Virginia, huh? What's the profit though? See, I don't. It's just all. It's just all athletic. Go to the NCAA revenue. website because I am no there profit. right now. Yes, mm-hmm. there is. On the NCAA website, they have the entire revenue and expenses for 2004 to 2016 on their website. It's 119 pages. It also has the salary and benefits for sports and all men's programs. It's all broken out. So pick a school. Yeah, I'm not on the way. So pick a, just pick yeah, a school I'm and see what it says. I'm sure here. Is. Well, yeah, I haven't I'm gone on. through 119 pages. And maybe actually... The, maybe the averages... No, wait, one school. The, the averages, right... We got let's see um, total expense. Do do do. So their average in 2016 in after expense is about 68 million for the entire FBS division one without football is about 16 million. So you got a little money, man. Yeah, I'm sure some schools are, are pushing that number up. That's why I want you to pick a school. Because um, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure, because Texas, Texas A&M a, few, a couple, was three years ago, I think it was, they had $192.6 million in revenue. I think that was probably Johnny Manziel's uh, last year, maybe. I'm not sure. But um, in any event, I'm sure some schools is, is putting putting that number and up. And T-Boone Pickens and, you know, T-Boone yeah, Pickens and yeah, uh, these guys. Are, are still going to be the ones that are financing it. Yeah, T-Boom He's the Oklahoma State. Right, yeah. Oklahoma State. He, he, oh, Oklahoma State. If yes, if he yeah. if that school made one dollar, he could he, the money that he gives them on an annual basis. Yeah. Right. I think he's already given. Is it? I think it's hundred million, over hundred million in yeah. contributions over his time. Yeah. Right? They have an endowment yeah. in the hundreds of millions of dollars. So yeah. don't tell me. So the yeah. football team. Giving fifteen thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars—I don't know what the number is—is throwing them out there. Yeah. Over the course of a season, is not going to break him a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars a week, four thousand dollars a yeah. month. Yeah. All um, that, all that money in that football team still sucks. But yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. T. Boone yeah. is blowing my T- mind right now. I feel like he. Yeah, T. Boone Pickens. He would he's gladly a, like to see black players not get paid, though. I'm, I don't know him. I'm just saying <laughs> that kind of name sounds like. <laughs> Bro, that's a, that's a Texas ass name, bro. It, depending on who you ask, he pays. He plays a. He pays a whole lot of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, now he no was doubt, paying Des Bryant. What a name! Des Bryant was there. What a name! He was paying him. So, um, but um, who's another? There's a, there's a guy. He's the um, owner. Can I, I just for a moment say that I think it's sort of ironic for the a fan of the most corrupt team ever. The University of Miami is the oh, one who doesn't crazy. want to pay players. That's oh, right. you're crazy if you think they're the most corrupt hey, team guys, ever. You're crazy. Take? We got five minutes. Oh, that, <laughs> uh, maybe maybe you need to go look they got up all thirty those. for thirties after their corruption. Uh, you might want to look at Florida team when Urban Meyer was there and all those guys, Aaron Hernandez and all those guys on that team. How many arrests, the lawsuits, the school had to pay for attorney fees and everything. I didn't. I said they had players. I didn't say murders. Okay, I'm just <laughs> saying. They pay that Mike. No, I don't want to incriminate them like that. Um, all, a lot. Uh, no, I can't incriminate them. Let's just say that there are schools that you don't know of lesser schools that are paying players to have them go to their school. So, yeah, yeah oh, it's happened are, numerous times. I'm this. saying the players, University of Miami players are is getting the paid. yeah, we know about the University of Miami back in the day, and you know which era I'm talking about. 
absolutely yeah, was harvesting them. Oh yeah, yeah, they were they were getting paid. Oh yeah, and, and that's who you're a fan <laughs> of. As, yep, hell yeah, they played some football. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> not recently, but they no, no, they, no, no, they no, have been known recently, to. No, no. No, yeah, 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 yeah. We're trying to get back. That's a whole nother story, though. Yeah, yeah. got to up their paychecks. I think this was. Uh, You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as I as I kind of wrap it up, I I'm gonna apologize to the people, anybody listening, for any kind of audio technical difficulties. This is a home outfit operation between three of us in three different locations. Sometimes it's in and out. Uh, so I lost connection for a bit, and I'm gonna try and make it clean. But if, if anything dropped out, sorry. Um, you can find all of us on Facebook. Um, you can hit us on Twitter. I'm at CaliGB. Uh, if you guys want to say yours, cool. If you, um, if not, that's fine. I don't want to throw your stuff out there. But if you have a question or didn't hear anything, hit me on Twitter at CaliGB. I'd be glad to answer it or shoot you in the right direction. Um, that's one way to get in touch with us. So um, and Facebook, you know, if you find us, I, I'm not going to get that deep into my names and all that. But. Just know we out here and we're easy. <laughs> we can easily be found if, if you're trying to if you got a question or, or a comment. So um, I'm kind of. Oh, wait. Cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make a quick prediction. I think this is going to happen. I have no inside, but I think Colin Kaepernick is going to get signed this year on a team. I personally believe that. I hope, I hope we That's get how him. I want to end it. <laughs> Come on, man. I hope we get him. That's how we want to end it. I hope you we say get that him. right now before we're about to go off the line after. Yeah. Probably, yeah. My ears are ringing from all the times you told me that he's a no good bum who will never play basketball, play football again. I hope we get. Yeah, but now that he's still a but now, but I think he's gonna play. Yeah. All right. Really well, do. congratulations right. to him. I did notice that Eric Reed kneeled. That would have been a good topic maybe for next time. I can do that. Uh, to see that he did it, and so far it hasn't been no no Trump fanfare, no uh, no boycott speeches, none of that stuff. He he did it and and, and seemed to go unnoticed. Uh, Glenn, absolutely, always a pleasure. Um, I don't need to give my my Twitter out. I have one, but um, I have not yet ever sent a tweet. So yeah, you know, you'll you'll be waiting a while to see the first you. one. Yeah, that's why I didn't mention you. Um, and and uh, for <laughs> thanks everyone for listening. It's always ex- go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I just said it's it's thanks everybody for listening. It's always exciting to to get on the line with this one. Jason is uh all has a, a an acute ability to um have a counterpoint that's the name of the podcast for a reason uh, uh to to what i think and 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 it's always fun to kind of explore a topic uh even if at the end um we don't necessarily get to the same page we had we, had, we agreed on three things tonight um yeah, was, yeah. uh that may be a record yeah so, that's too many uh, we, that's just we'll, too many probably why we <laughs> had technical difficulties <laughs> but I think we disagreed enough on the NCAA topic for for everybody to get their their their, their fill of it. Uh, yeah. But anyway, thanks everybody. Thanks Jason. Thanks Glenn for always doing this. Thanks yeah. to people for listening. And I'm um, out. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks B for taking time out. Glenn, thanks for producing. And if anybody wants to give me shout outs, feedback to this podcast, and your take on the college players getting paid or whatever, always just let us know. Yeah, I'm at Cali G. Find us on Facebook um, or, you know, wherever the podcast is. There's there's place for feedback. Love to read that. That'd be fun. Definitely. So, and uh, uh, to end this out, 
it gets heated sometimes, but we all love each other. We're all family, so never trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got, we no got dinner on Monday. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. So, <laughs> we, we all got dinner on Monday. <laughs> Nothing but hugs and hugs and, and food. You know what it is. So, Anyways. Uh, I love y'all, man, and I'm glad we got to do this, and uh, I'm signing out. This, this GB. Talk to you later. And Brian. All right. Peace. All right. We'll see y'all.